What's up, party people? How's it going? I hope your day is going fantastic. Here's my question for you. Have you ever wondered how to better sell yourself in an interview? Or if you don't necessarily like the idea of selling yourself in an interview, have you ever wondered how you could make yourself stand out from other people who are applying to the same positions? Well, stay with me. This is the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related, whether that is specific to job performance, maybe it's interviews, maybe it's resumes, maybe it's topics along the lines of furthering your career. So pretty much all things encompassing the career. My name is Stephanie Dennis, and I really just tell you how it is. If you've been around for a little bit, you know I usually don't sugarcoat things. I definitely have uh, a little bit of sass to me. Uh, (laughs) I give you what you need to know. Today is episode number 43, where we are talking about how to sell yourself in an interview. And my background is in human resources. That's what I have my master's degree in. And I really just love helping people and sharing my answers, so to speak. So I decided to make a podcast. This is also a good time to mention most of my podcast episodes do contain adult language. So guys, let's dive in. When we think about how to better sell yourself in an interview, personally, I don't love the idea of thinking of an interview or even recruiting for that matter as sales. I really think it's more of a consultative conversation and I understand there's consultative sales and whatnot. And maybe I just don't like the word sales because sometimes it has a, a negative connotation to it. While I don't think recruiting and interviewing is sales, I do think there are certain things that we can do to set ourselves apart from all of the other people who are applying to the jobs that we want. And whether we want to call that sales or whether we want to call that just being better prepared, I'll leave that one up to you. So I don't know if you guys, any of you know this, but I do have sales in my background. So I could sit here and ramble on and on about actual sales tactics. However, if you're not a salesperson, that's not going to hit home. Instead, I'm going to tell you what people have done to set themselves apart and what's consistently getting my attention when people do this. So the first thing that candidates do or people who are interviewing for a job do that really gets my attention and is very clear very early on in my conversation with them is their research. This is an all-encompassing research. So what I mean by that is they understand the job. So they've read the job description, they've studied it, they understand to the best that they can what that job description has to say about the role. Now, I also am very well aware, especially being in HR, job descriptions are typically, not always, but typically boring and kind of broad. However, If the recruiter or hiring manager takes the time to tweak that job description to their specific opening, it can be really enlightening as a candidate wanting that position. But either way, there's a lot of great information in a job description. So they've researched the job description. They've also researched the company. They understand what the company culture might be just by doing their research. And you can gather uh, that sort of information on websites like Glassdoor or reading the reviews on Indeed.com. So those are some of the sites you might want to reference. 
while you're getting prepared for an interview. They also have specifically in that job description I mentioned called out those roles and responsibilities. So typically, again, this is not always, but most job descriptions have three parts. There's usually like a paragraph at the top that's more broad. Maybe it talks about the company and a little bit about the position or the team. And then below that, there are the roles and responsibilities. And then typically, there are the job requirements. So the roles and responsibilities, if written correctly, are really where you're going to want to hone in the most. Because if you're talking to someone, we've already established you're qualified for the job. They've also researched my team. And this one is interesting and a little bit tricky and not always obvious. However, speaks volumes when I'm talking to candidates. And when I say they researched the team that I'm hiring for, so maybe they've gone on LinkedIn or utilized their own network to understand who's in these positions, who might they be reporting to. And that's something you can typically, (laughs) I'm going to say that a lot in this episode, typically, (laughs) something you can typically draw conclusions from based on titles. Not always, but most of the time. They've also done their research on the organization. And now this is a little bit different than doing company research. So some of the things you might uncover if you're researching an organization is how is the company structured? What does the potential org chart look like? Let's say you want a marketing job. How many marketing executives are there? And what are those titles? And based on those titles, What are the potential different marketing divisions, right? So you're understanding the actual organization of the company, if that makes sense. You also might be able to decipher whether it is a very matrixed organization or not. So there's a lot of different ways we can do our research, but the number one thing that catches my attention when I'm talking to candidates and that really helps people stand out is research and truly understanding to the best of your ability as much as you can prior to any conversation, even if it's an initial phone interview with HR or recruiting, you still want to do that research. The second thing that people do that really, really stands out to me is asking questions throughout the conversation. So it's not just me, you know, question, 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 like drilling people. For example, I might ask a question and then they answer that and maybe they have a clarifying question that they have based on the question I gave them. And this isn't always the case. Maybe you save your questions for the end. Either way, It's really important to be asking questions if you're unclear about something. Now, you're not always going to have questions, and I'm not saying you have to have questions just for the sake of asking questions, because honestly, those questions are usually a little obnoxious. Like if you don't have anything to ask, and then you just pull a random question like out of a hat, you know, and it doesn't really make sense with the flow of the conversation. Just making sure if you're going to be asking questions, it makes sense. It flows with the point in which the interview is at. And then here's the third thing, and this is kind of encompassing everything we just talked about. So the research, the asking of the questions, and then they tie it all in or connect the dots for me on their experience. So let me give you an example. Let's say I'm interviewing someone for, let's say a sales job. And they've asked me a bunch of questions and I've given them an overview of the position. I've asked them questions and they're able to reiterate what I've shared with them. So some of the best candidates will say something like, 
hey, you mentioned you and the hiring manager are looking for candidates who are able to meet and exceed sales goals. I am confident that I can do that for your team. Here are my previous sales numbers. And then they'll explain to me how much they have hit and then exceeded their sales goals. So I told them something I need out of my candidate that we bring on board. And now they're telling me how they meet that. I don't necessarily want people to sell me while they're in an interview because it usually comes across as cheesy. And if it's done wrong, it can be a little bit sleazy. But the best candidates will tell me why they're a good fit for the job based on what they've researched and what I've told them. Hopefully that makes sense and hopefully that's helpful. I would rather have someone do that in every conversation than pitch me on why they feel they're going to be a good fit based on whatever they have in their head. So like I could easily come out and say, okay, so let's stick with our sales example. I could easily say, you know, my name's Stephanie and here's an overview of my experience and I would be the best fit for this job because I am very diligent, I'm a hard worker, I never give up and I don't take no for an answer. But if what I've shared is I need someone who is a team player and I need someone who can meet and exceed sales goals and I need someone who can step up and help out the rest of the team and be that mentor. What I would rather hear you say is an example of how you've been a team player, what your historical sales figures are, and how you've been a mentor. You would tie in what I've told you I need. So keep that in mind during your next interview. Make sure you have enough information that you can tie in your experience to what the company, the recruiter, and the hiring manager need from the person they want to bring on board. So you can tell them based on their information why you're going to be the best of it. And then it's no longer sales. Then you're just having an honest conversation about your experience and making sure you're really finding that best fit. Cool? All right, guys, that's it. Pretty simple. So as a quick recap, you need to research, you need to ask questions, and number three, you need to tie in your experience. As always, guys, gals, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you found that information helpful. And I think if you practice doing this, it's really going to help in your next interview. And you are going to realize you're not going to have to sell yourself but rather you're just going to have to reiterate what someone has already told you they need and tying in your own experience. I really want to thank you for showing up and taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. If you find this podcast helpful, do me a quick favor. If you haven't already, leave a quick review and rating. And if you don't know how, I'll leave step-by-step directions in the episode description. And I would also be very grateful if you could share this podcast with a friend. As always, the episode description and show notes are at the website. It's findingthebestfit.com, and I will definitely have that in the episode description as well. And if you haven't heard, if you're new around here, I'm just kidding. I've only talked about this maybe once. (laughs) Very, very soon, uh, I am launching my career course. It's going to be a beta launch, so it's going to be very limited and it's very specific. So I want to tell you what this is not. This is not going to be a job hunting online course. This is going to be a career clarity course. So maybe you're someone who is moving from job to job and you're still not happy and you don't know why or you feel like you're lacking fulfillment 
And again, you're just not sure why. So it's getting clarity on your career. And if you want to get on the wait list, don't forget, don't miss out. Make sure you head over to findingthebestfit.com slash career dash waitlist. And that link will, of course, be in the episode description as well. Make sure you're on the waitlist. If you need clarity in your career, this is going to change people's lives. So make sure you're on that waitlist. You're amazing. Have a great day. Bye-bye.